0: up today is a beautiful february morning and we are so glad that you are here with us today let us join in prayer gracious and holy 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 god we thank you for this day. Thank you for bringing us together, Lord Jesus, to be able to worship you, to honor you, Lord, to lift our voices unto you, Lord, and to submit ourselves humbly before your throne, Lord. We come to worship you,
1: Lord. We live, we live, we live to worship you, Lord
0: Jesus. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you will come into this place into our hearts, our minds, Lord Jesus, into our bodies, our souls, Lord, and just take control, Lord, of each and every one of us, Lord. No matter where we may find ourselves, here or far, Lord, online, Lord, we all come together, Lord, as your people, your body to worship you. Gracious God, we ask your blessings today. We ask your favor today, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you would uplift, encourage Lord, that you will convict us, Lord, that you will change us and transform us, Lord. We don't want to be the same people, Lord, that we are right now. We want to be just a little bit different, just a little bit closer to you. So gracious and holy God, we pray that you would bless this service and bless all of your people, Lord, throughout the entire world, and we thank you and we honor you in the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray, and all your people stand Amen and amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to New Life at Calvary today. If you are here in the building, we are so honored to have you. If you're joining us online, we are so grateful for your presence. We thank you for being with us today. And we would invite everyone to join us in the praise so as we sing Lift up the name of the Lord, followed by all my help, so if you are able to rise, there. There. And the
1: it's you, it's always you. If I'm ever gonna fall in love, it's gonna you. It's you, it's always you. Met a lot of people, but nobody is like you.
2: Good morning, New Life at Calvary. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Father, we give you all the praise upon us each and every one of us. God, we want you in our presence here today during this worship service as we praise your holy name. In John 14, 23, Jesus states, "Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and He will come to them and make our home with them." Lord, we come to you as souls in need of a Savior, yet not deserving of your grace and mercy. God, your presence lead us and dwell within us daily so that we may walk in the light as if we were with your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, as we gather this morning in February, fill us with your spirit as we remember Black History Month. Lord, remember the hurt of exclusion and prejudice that we have come to know. Some present here have known the hurt of not being able to go through the front door of an establishment such as a restaurant or store only be served at the back door, yet paying the full price for a meal or services. The hurt of a colored-only water fountain or restroom. There are places where African-Americans were not allowed to go. Lord, we have made progress as a country, but we have a long, long way to go yet. There are still inequalities in housing, banking, employment opportunities, and denied benefits based upon the zip code where you live. We are still the last Higher in the first-fired employment situations, we still must work twice as hard to get half as far. There are some here that have been denied a promotion, but required to train someone younger with less knowledge and experience to be promoted above you, only because you were born in the bottom cast of American society. Lord, we look forward to the day where a traffic stop or a broken taillight will not be a life-ending event.
3: Lord, we know you will raise us
2: above all this. Give us the wisdom, patience, courage to take us to equal and dignity for all.
3: Lord, despite the history of being marginalized,
2: let it not affect our joy today. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit we may bound in hope. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulations. Be constant in prayer.
3: In our daily lives, let's choose to welcome frustration as an invitation to
2: grace and caring for one another as well as our neighbors. Look, we thank Lord. We thank you for the leaders you have provided us in the past, and for those you will inspire in our future. Lord, give comfort to those who are grieving or a lost relative. Travelling mercies to the Jackson family travelling to Florida or from Florida, and past Antonio, and to Jeffrey's family, proceeding to North Carolina to celebrate the the life of a loved one, and also to Jessica Franklin, who has suffered the loss of a beloved sister. I know there are many more in our congregation that have suffered a loss, and please shout them out, for I do not know and cannot remember them all. Be comforted knowing that they are with the Lord. Lord, we hold up our sick and shut-ins. Please give them comfort and also comfort to the caregivers. Grant them the strength and patience and peace. Lord, we thank you for the blessing which is this grand historical building the capital campaign restore this building. Our church foundation is both strong physically and spiritually.
3: We are built
2: on solid rock. Lord, we thank you for the pastor you placed in our care. We pray that you continue to guide them to be the shepherds you have called them to be. Lord, please give wisdom to our politicians making decisions that affect our lives. Help them to find the right balance between doing what is right for the people they serve, May they find it in their hearts not to suppress the teaching of history for the convenience of the privileged. Lord, we thank you for police officers, firefighters, and all those who work every day to provide our essential services. We pray for the people in the Middle East as they recover from the devastating effects of the earthquake. I have lived in Adana, Turkey, and know that some of the structures were substandard then. Lord, we ask that you continue to bless the ministries of our church. We pray for our pastors, staff, deacons, elders, musicians, praise team, the choir, and a special prayer for those serving in the military, keeping us safe from harm at their own risk. We ask for these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. If you are able to stand, Let's please stand we can restate our church purpose. In response to God's love, our purpose is to love others, teach the word of God, and reach the world for Christ. Therefore, as a covenant partner, I will invite others to come and join me in worship will be a part of a small group Bible fellowship to grow in Christ. I will serve in the ministry with my gifts and talents. I will do my part in faithfully giving my tithes and offerings to keep the ministry of Jesus Christ alive in the world. I will love all those who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. Amen. Everyone belongs to me, the parent as well as the child. Both alike belong to me. The one who sins is the one who will die. And our New Testament reading comes from Matthew 6 verses 16 uh, through 18.
0: But when you fast, put on your head, uh, put oil on your head
2: and wash your face. That it will be obvious to others that you are fasting, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will
0: God. Thank you, Oliveira. Sounds a little muffled, doesn't it? Praise God. Says so, before we do our offering, we have a very special blessing today to be able to add to the number of little young people who know the Lord and have given their themselves to Jesus. So we are going to invite Stephen Rush Jr. and his grandmother, Cindy Craig Fry, and whatever family members and elders, to come on up, and we are going to baptize little Stephen. Praise God. God. Praise God. Turn around so everybody can say hi to you. Say hi everybody. This is Stephen. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, turn back to me. <laughs> Hear the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that i have commanded you and lo i am with you always to the close of the age obeying the word of our lord jesus and sure of his presence with us we baptize those whom he has called to be his own and jesus christ god has promised to forgive our sins and has joined us together in the family of faith which is his church he has delivered us from darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son and Jesus Christ, God has promised to be our Father and to welcome us as brothers and sisters in Christ. Know that the promises of God are for you. By baptism, God puts his sign on you to show that you belong to him and gives you his Holy Spirit as a guarantee that sharing Christ's reconciling work, you will also share his victory. That dying with Christ to sin, you will be raised with him to new life. Cindy. In presenting your grandson for baptism, you announce your faith in Jesus Christ and show that you want your grandson to study Christ, to know him, to love him, and to serve him as his chosen disciples. If you and Stephen together would answer these questions, who is your Lord and Savior? God.
1: Jesus. Praise God. Do you trust in him? Yes.
0: Do you intend your child to be a disciple of God Christ to obey His word and to show His love. Yes, praise God. As uh, these are children, we are baptizing. We, as a congregation, do make a promise to the uh, children here at New Life at Calvary and in the Presbyterian denomination. So, I'm going to ask the clerk of session Sylvia to ask the, the congregation their question. Our Lord Jesus Christ ordered us to teach those who are baptized. And you, the people of the church, promise to tell Good news of the gospel to help him to know all that Christ commands, and by your fellowship strengthen his family ties with the household of God. Praise God. Let us pray. God, our Father, we thank you for your faithfulness promised in this sacrament and for the hope we have in your Son. As we baptize with water, baptize us with your Holy Spirit so that what we say may be your word and what we do may be your work. By your power, may we be made one with Christ our Lord in common faith and purpose. Praise God. (laughs) What is your full name? Praise God, Stephen. You are now a disciple of Jesus Christ. He has commissioned you. Live in his love and serve him. Hallelujah. May the people of God say Amen. And let's welcome this new new disciple. <laughs>
1: tell us what time it is? It's offering time. And what
0: do we say? Hallelujah. It is so good to be able to give back to God in the form of our tithes and offerings. Amen. And this Sunday, I believe is our third Sunday, right? And our third Sunday offering goes to support the Rotulu home. Thank you, Pearlie, our Nigerian orphanage. So if you are able, we are asking that you will give an extra blessing to the the Rotulu home in Nigeria to help continue to raise children on behalf of Christ. As our ushers come forward, let us prepare our hearts and minds in prayer. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, Lord, that you are the great provider. We thank you, Lord, that you make sure that we have everything we need and more. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would bless these tithes and offerings, that they would be used for your kingdom, your church, and your people. We pray that you would magnify and amplify. Help us, Lord, to dig deep, Lord, into our hearts, minds, and souls and understand the privilege it is to be able to give back to you, Lord. We can't outgive you, Lord. You always provide for us much more than we could possibly need. And we are so grateful and we honor you in the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ we pray and all God's people said amen and amen. As our ushers are uh, collecting the offering, for those of you that are joining us online, we have several easy ways for you to participate in the offering today. You can go ahead to NLAC.tv and establish your online giving account. You can also go ahead and use Cash App. Put that dollar sign in, the number 2, NLAC, and your offering comes right to us. For those that like to mail in your offering or drop off your offering, our address is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. That address again is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. Thank you again for supporting the ministry of Christ. Praise God, saints. We have a special blessing for Black History Month today. We're going to invite our Black History Moment speaker up. His name is Marvin Hayes. Hallelujah.
3: Greetings, saints. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come into your presence through the blood of Jesus and give you all the glory as we are glorifying you. Let your love flow through our hearts and renew our strength of Let light from thee shine on our path for each and every day. In Jesus' name, we now declare claim and receive those things from the hand of Almighty God. We pray you give us the wisdom to understand your love and to use the money wisely. Amen. Amen. Carly G. Woodson was born in New Canton, Virginia in 1875. The black historian was educated at the University of Chicago, where he received his bachelor's and master's degree. His doctor of philosophy degree was earned at Harvard University. One of his great contributions was the Journal of Negro History, which was launched in 1916. He also founded the Association for the Study of Negro Life and was largely responsible for Black History Month. February 1926, Dr. Wilson planned the first Black History Week program. That was the start of what we now call Black History Month. Dr. Wilson died in 1950. This Black History Month is dedicated to him and also includes a monologue from another famous American, August Wilson. The play Fences, the character Troy Maxson, the same with his son, Corey, who just got fired.
0: Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you so much, Marvin. Praise God. We are going to continue to be blessed in song by our liturgical dancers to the uh, song Stand Up. Praise God.
4: Please turn to the sun. Did <laughs> you?
1: History Month.
0: <laughs> we always get to have some special stuff. Our dancers, they were absolutely beautiful. Hallelujah. Absolutely beautiful. They worked so, so hard. So, so talented. Praise God. And again, thank you, Marvin,
2: for your Black History
0: Moment and teaching us. Praise God. So let's just go right into prayer. Gracious and holy God, you have been such a profound blessing to each of us this day we thank you holy spirit that as a people lord we can stand up no matter what our station in life lord no matter how we was born no matter what we look like lord you chose us lord you created us so holy spirit we pray lord that you will continue to speak with us and to us through these words we pray lord that the meditations of my heart will be pleasing unto you lord jesus and that we would all be drawn closer to you and closer to each other. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said,
2: amen and
0: amen. Praise God. Praise God. So last Sunday, we finished our Building on Faith series. Amen? Building something eternal. We finished that series of talking about the building, right? Praise God. Got to make sure we... I'm together up here <laughs> so I had told you all last week that before we can continue we needed to take some time to get ourselves ready do y'all remember me saying that what what did we need to get ready to do pray right prayer and fasting we have to get our hearts right our spirits right our souls right because we can have an idea and we think that God has sanctioned and blessed that idea, but until we really go to God in prayer, we don't know if it's our idea or God's idea, right? So we're going to start with God. So the title of this message, if you read along with me, is what? Mortal, Imperfect, and Sinful. How to Connect with God. I was reading this article this past week, and it, it was just shocking to me when I read it. And it says, It says, everyone who's alive right now in this room, me, you, your friends, your family, one day we will all cease to exist. It went on to say death is an unavoidable fact and yet we often go to great lengths to avoid acknowledging or even speaking about death. Not thinking about death and dying is one of the worst mistakes that we as humans
2: can ever make.
0: How often do you think about your death? Praise God, who's that all the time? All right, one and a way back. All the time. What is it that you think of when you think about your death? So you think about the end goal.
2: I heard you say that because your
0: end goal is to, to God, but to go to heaven. And then you said you think about how some people, when they die, they die young. I need somebody to get her a mic. <laughs>
1: I want to make sure the folks on TV
0: can hear what she's saying. <laughs> Thank you, Susan. <laughs> Hold on, I want to make sure you get a mic.
4: Hi, Hi. Hi. <laughs> I was talking to my mom in the car about like how people like we're watching the news and a boy died at 11 years old of cancer. Like, so you work all your life and you try to get good credit, get money, have. Uh, nice family and do all the things that you didn't get to do when you were younger. And what if you die at 28 or 29 or 30? Like, was it worth it? Like, what did you do? Like, I don't know. That's what I think of. And how is it gonna happen? I don't wanna suffer. Yes. So,
2: yeah,
0: That that's some good points because we, we will watch the news or maybe in our family or maybe the neighbor, but we will see a child go through cancer or some other leukemia, and they lose their life. And then we will also see someone that lives like Jimmy Carter was in the news yesterday. I was riding with the young people. They said, who is Jimmy Carter? I said, oh my goodness. (laughs) I said, he is one of our longest living presidents. 93 years old, he's gone on hospice care. 98. Ninety-eight.
2: Thank God. Ninety-eight. One of our longest...
0: Is he the longest living one? He is the longest... Because I remember Bush was the longest living one at one time. But he is the longest living president, and uh, he has gone on hospice care. And so when we think about death, we wonder how it's going to happen. We wonder, are we going to suffer? We wonder, is it going to be a car accident? Is it going to be food poisoning because we ate something wrong? What is going to COVID-19 really change the whole dynamic, right?
2: We can't even get a regular
0: cold anymore without thinking it's COVID. Just about 11%, say 11%, of the human population even consider death in our daily lives. We, most of the time, spend time thinking about living. We rarely think about dying. How many of y'all remember John F. Kennedy? Wow,
1: good portion of the room, (laughs)
0: hallelujah. That question of where were you when Kennedy was shot? In school, at work, where were you Anna? You said in a dentist chair. She was pregnant at the time. Anna said she was pregnant at the time. Her tooth hurt so bad. She was in dentist's year and they were trying to figure out when you got the news that Kennedy had got shot. Well, did you get your teeth pulled? They did pull it. <laughs> what year did Kennedy die? Y'all are so good. Jill and Kennedy died November 22nd, 1963. Just a few months earlier, John F. Kennedy gave a speech at a university. In that speech, he said, in the final analysis, our most basic common link is that we all inhabit this small planet. We all breathe the same air. We all cherish our children's future, and we all are mortal. This speech was given by John F. Kennedy in June of 1963. That is five months and 12 days before he died. And he said the words, we are all mortal. He had no idea that he was so close to death. No one in the world, y'all got up and went to the dentist. You went to work, you went to school. No one in the world except those that were planning his assassination had any idea that this man was so close to death.
2: Most of you all saw that
0: when Kennedy died. Y'all who was alive? Y'all was alive when Kennedy died. What about MLK? Malcolm X? Anybody else famous? Marilyn Monroe? Oh. She up, she, she Those are the ones. we still waiting to find out what happened to them, right? They still have not released all the records, and we still don't really know what happened. They know what happened. We don't know what happened, right? (laughs) We all want to know the details of how they died. When reality is, the details don't matter. Tell your neighbor, the details don't matter. Because guess what? They were mortals just like us they all had a death date just like we do none of us truly know how we're gonna die but guess what we all gonna die and I know it seems gruesome and morbid to be standing in church talking about death but talking and thinking about death is actually healthy tell your neighbor it's healthy how is it healthy to think about death Well, you see, when we think about our death, it causes us to stop and think, what does it mean to be mortal? What does it mean to be mortal? It means we're not going to be here forever, right? It also means that we have these imperfect bodies. How many of you all know your body is imperfect? Oh, Lord, the older we get... How many of y'all remember when you were at your strongest? When you just felt you looked so good? I mean, you was tight. Like I, mean, I still remember watching commercials about taking care of your skin. I just used to ignore it.
2: And I'd be like,
0: hmm, my skin is fine. I love my brown skin.
2: Then I got older. And I started seeing them
0: sun marks and the doctor was like, yeah, you don't damage your skin. I was like, what? Now I'm like baked in makeup. Just, (laughs) but remember when you were, you thought you were it
2: and you were your strongest
0: and you felt good and you had energy. How many of y'all were track runners? And you can run, you can hop on
1: stuff.
0: (laughs) Football players in the house remember how you could hit somebody or you take a hit? Oh my goodness, I can never be a football player. Baseball. Oh, you had to run around, Mary. You made it around, Mary. Mary's favorite sport is baseball. And if y'all saw Mary's pictures when she was a baseball, oh, she was a queen. She had that baseball outfit on. Oh, Lord, she looked so cute. (laughs) I saw a picture of Mary. You played baseball till you was 50. Wow, Mary. I still remember Mary showed me this one picture. She must have been maybe about 19 or 20 in that picture, Mary. I told Mary, I said, I don't know how any guys didn't talk to you. <laughs> the guys had to be all over Mary. She was so pretty. So not that you're beautiful, Mary. But you know what we're saying, y'all. Our youth was so fleeting, right? From the moment we're created in our mother's wombs, we are given these very fragile human bodies. That's why it's so unhealthy and important to talk about death, because we are given very fragile human bodies. Think about it when you're born. Can babies walk? We can't walk, can't talk. We can't even feed ourselves. We have to learn everything except for how to cry (laughs) we learn how to crawl we learn how to stand we learn how to move our hands and feet we are these imperfect clumsy frail creatures how do you think you felt about yourself when you was a baby
4: didn't know didn't
0: even care we love being little kids right Watch a little baby right they just love themselves they're so inquisitive they're so interested in life they have no idea that they have been born into a world of sin they just love being who they are. think about little babies what do they do they run around they cry they don't care what you say they gonna do it anyway how many of you all know the little babies that pull their diapers off and <laughs> run naked through the house they're just so free <laughs> And we all look at them like, yeah, you won't be free that long. But they just run. They don't care. they go outside, be fully butt naked, <laughs> and join the world. <laughs> that innocence of a child, right? But we have no idea when we are that innocent child that we are born into the most sinful world. And the book of Ezekiel, things, and if you all look at your scripture with me right now, it's in your bulletin. (coughs) Let's read this. For everyone belongs to me. Oh, it's different. Let's read the one on the screen. For everyone belongs to me, the parent as well as the child. Both alike belong to me. The one who sins is the one who will die. Another way of saying that one, it also says, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son. You see, this scripture from Ezekiel has taken us back to birth. We are are mortal, imperfect, sinful human beings. Right? The problem is we rarely ever stop to think about it. Most of us do not. Sometimes, saints, we can um, forget that we are these human beings created by God that are still loved by God. Remember when I was giving us the example of the baby running around free and carefree? About what age do you think you stopped being so carefree?
2: What age did you start saying,
0: "Oh, I can't run around without my diaper? four or five, about
2: three, you think three? Oh, your mama put you on the
0: potty, and this is where this go? life changed, the, the potty changed everybody's situation, <laughs> I still remember this day, my, my dad came in and helped me take my bath, and I probably was about four, and I was in the bathtub, and he came in the door, and I looked at him, he looked at me, and I said, well, what you doing? Now, I didn't remember for some reason that he had been giving me my bath all that time. He came in that day and said, oh no, 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 no. I can do my own bath. <laughs> he kindly turned around and walked out the door. Some point in our lives, very early, we start realizing that we're different. Some of us even start feeling a little bit of shame toward who we are. I'm so glad it's like history month because today we can proudly wear our afros and we can proudly wear our locks and we can proudly wear our hair how we want to wear our hair but that hasn't always been so, has it? We can proudly say, I love my brown skin but we all know if you was in the 70s or the 60s
1: it was the lighter the better, right?
0: We even could feel ashamed of what God had naturally given to us. Did anybody feel ashamed of their hair? Some of us did. I remember trying to put a towel around my head and I wanted long hair, like the the girls on TV.
2: (laughs) So I had my mom's bath towel. I would
0: tie it around my head and I would walk around and try to sling my long bath towel hair. (laughs) <laughs> Did anybody feel ashamed of their skin color? Some some felt you were just too dark. Some felt shame because of the size. Maybe you were too tall. Some you say too fat? You were too fat? Too short? Too skinny? Who is too it's always one that complained about being skinny. Y'all y'all crank the rest of us up, I'm just gonna say that, but okay we all have a pain right some of us may have had a mark on our face or arm or somewhere on our body that we didn't like some didn't like the sound of their voices who who didn't like the sound of your voice Gil (laughs) you didn't like your voice wait you didn't like your voice Oh, some some of the ladies had deeper voices or more gravelly-sounding voices. The men, when you was, you know, going through that,
1: Hey, my name
0: is, (laughs) remember that? (laughs) We all have something about ourselves that we try to hide, that we don't like, that we hope others don't see, and that they don't notice. But God notices us. God sees us. God created us. And he said, what? It is good. He said, we're beautiful. We're gorgeous, right? But we develop this shame, this guilt, this failure. We develop these negative emotions in our lives. And and we begin to feel like we are unlovable. Anybody ever felt like no one loved you or cared about you? I know I have. I've had teachers who I was like, man, you seem to like everybody in the room but me.
2: Anybody ever had that boss who always
0: gave you the negative review no matter how hard you work,
2: right? Ever notice everybody got scholarships over?
0: I still remember not getting chosen to play on the kickball team.
2: Anybody, you was always the last
0: one
1: picked. <laughs> <laughs> It shouldn't have to matter. I want to be big.
0: <laughs> no, I couldn't run. You all got to put my business out in the street.
1: <laughs>
0: you must have got to be the captain, huh?
1: <laughs> you didn't pick your own sister.
0: Dang. <laughs> it's hard. My, my son always says it's tough, My It's tough. But growing up, At some point, we realize that we are these strange, mortal, imperfect, sinful beings. And why do I even bring all of this stuff up? Well, because ultimately, like our sister said in the back, and I think that's Autumn, uh, that's Autumn back in the back, because all of our lives are, are dedicated to getting us back to God, getting us to heaven, getting us back to the source That created us. Do you all want to get back home? (laughs) So how is it that we are these mortal, imperfect, sinful people, and God is trying to constantly connect with us? How is it that God who is immortal, how is it that God who is perfect, how is it that God who lacks sin wants us? Think about Thank you. Y'all y'all hear me cough and see I don't have the covid, y'all. <laughs> I promise I don't. <laughs> but one little cold and we all we all
1: panicking.
0: <laughs> so answer that question for me. Well, I drink this water. Why does God love us, you all? too big. Thank you. It tastes good. (laughs) So how do we connect with this God who is the complete opposite of all of us? You know, we spend so much time on the wrong stuff. We spend time thinking about work. We spend time thinking about school. We even spend time thinking about relationships. Anybody thinking about relationships? We spend time thinking about money. We spend way too much time thinking about sex. We all got to be honest. All got to be honest. I still remember this one lady was in her 80s, and I was new to being a pastor. And uh, she came to me for counseling, and I was so green, I, I didn't know what to say. But she was just trying to express to me that she missed sex. And I was like, how old are you? And I probably was in my 30s when she was talking, early 30s, and so I didn't know enough. And, you know, when you're young, you think sex is going to last forever. That changes too, (laughs) sadly. But she wanted to have this conversation, and I wasn't mature enough yet to have it with her. But all of us, in some way or shape or form, think about sex at some time in our lives. We think about our health. We think about politics and the news. How many would say we spend too much time on that? So what is the point of all of this? We are born, we live, we die, and then we do what? We return to God. This is the cycle. Say cycle. This is the cycle of life. And people want to ignore the last part. Everyone in the world will agree that we are born, right? Everyone in the world will agree that we all live. Everyone in the world agrees we die. Here's where the sticky part comes. What happens after we die?
2: That's the question.
0: You know, how do you prepare to meet God? How, how, How do you get ready? to meet your your wife or your husband? How'd you get ready? Huh? You got to know them. You went out on a date. I hope you went out on a date. All y'all married folks in here, y'all can't tell us how you got ready to meet your spouse? A friend got you a blind date. Oh, Gwen had her orange jumpsuit. <laughs> Look at John looking at you.
2: <laughs> you make sure you got your outfit.
0: Ooh, Joseph, what you do? Oh, met her at the bus stop. That's why your mama tell you, don't go out the house looking in way. You never know who you going to meet.
2: I was live in Trinity
0: is 20, and Trinity's my daughter. On New Year's Eve, I can't tell her whole secret, but I put your business out. I'm putting it out, Trinity it's this thing that you do where you uh drink grape eat grapes and that that'll help you encounter your fiance in the next year (laughs) she was at home eating grapes (laughs) she's ready (laughs) she's ready (laughs) i didn't tell him the whole thing trinity (laughs) but all of us prepare to meet people we prepare to meet our spouses we even get ready for school how do you prepare to meet your teachers You get your work, you get ready for school, right? You get your school supplies, get your outfits, attitude. How do you prepare to meet your new boss? Be on time early, dress properly, right? Got your resume ready. What'd you say,
1: Rufus? Follow directions.
0: There is something we have to do in preparation to meet people. And we think about it. We stop. We take time. We buy new outfits. We get our resumes. We get our hair done. We do all these things to meet people. But how are we prepared to meet God? What do we do to get ready to meet God? Read that Bible. Pray the spiritual disciplines right what are those spiritual disciplines you got to pray read your bible fast
2: go to church
0: talk about the lord look at lebron james what was that new record he just set he broke the the record for all the amount of points tell me i'm saying it wrong y'all let me get it right Thank you. He is the all-time leading scorer of the NBA. He beat Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. Hallelujah. Do you think that LeBron just won that big record without doing anything? What did he have to do to win? He had to practice. What else did he have to do? He had to stay healthy. What else? He was praying, Gail. He was praying. He had to do some sit-ups. He had to eat, right? He had to exercise, right? He was out there doing them shots, right? He was preparing to win. How old is LeBron? 38. When did LeBron start? Really, he started before he got to high school, didn't he? He started playing ball, probably when somebody put a ball in his hand. Father bought him a hoop for Christmas. His mother, thank you. His mother bought him a hoop for Christmas. he been getting ready his whole life. Do y'all think some days LeBron might feel tired?
1: Gwen said no, he don't feel tired.
0: <laughs> Do y'all think some days he might not feel like doing those sit-ups? Do y'all think some days he might not want to eat healthy?
3: He want to eat that McDonald's hamburger.
0: He got to drink that water. But he stays focused and dedicated, and because of that, he is now the new record holder, amen? Can you imagine what your first conversation with God will be like when you get to heaven? If you died right now and had to be right now in God's presence, what would you say? <laughs> well, you would say, Woo! I made it! Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. What if you get to heaven and you had never prayed?
2: You had never read the Bible.
0: You had never attended church. You had never done any spiritual discipline. And you get to heaven like, oh, wow. This is real. What if it was your friend, your family member who you know don't know the Lord? Don't go to church. And you know one day they got to get to heaven. Do you have compassion for them? It's so important. Tell your neighbor, it's so important. So important that we talk to folks about God so that when they get to heaven, they're like, oh, wow, this was real. Them Christians were saying all the time this was real. Because we want to get to heaven one day, right? So we are preparing to meet the most important relationship that we will ever have. I told you all last week, it's not about the building. It's about worship. It's about worship, but we have to take care of the building in order to worship. LeBron James, we just said, he takes care of his body, right? He takes care of his mental health, right? He takes care of his spiritual health. He takes care of his stress levels. Every single day, we are preparing to meet Christ. Now, none of us know when we will die but that is why it's so important for us to be ready. Tell your neighbor to be ready. How many of y'all have been told that you should tell your loved ones I love you because you never know when it might be the last time you might see them, right? You wanna make sure you have the best attitude with people because you don't know when the last time you might spend on earth with somebody. We all prepare our families. Anybody got their will together? Good, next Sunday is uh, meet your elder deacon Sunday. We gonna have some living wills out there for you all to fill out. Anybody got your power attorney ready? Our attorney in the house will tell you, get your power attorney ready. Anybody got, you know know where your, your deed is to your house? Who's supposed to get your house? Who's supposed to get your luggage? I don't know. Who's supposed to get your purses? Who's supposed to get your stuff? Who got the kids that's already divvying up your stuff? Your kids have already told you I'm taking your house. I want this car.
2: I'm taking all your clothes.
0: I got the jewelry. I tell my mother that all the time. My mother has the best jewelry. I'm like, I'm taking all the jewelry. We prepare everybody around us for our death. But when do we think about what it's going to be like to encounter the living God? What is it going to be like when God approaches you at that gate and says your name? What is it going to be like when God begins to flip through that book? with your chapter. Will you have anything written on it? Will it be washed clean by the blood of Jesus? Or will yours be like, uh-oh,
2: we in a whole lot of
0: trouble. This is why the season of Lent and Ash Wednesday is so important. You see, this is the time when we deliberately remove distractions. Say remove distractions. One person said, we are removing something to make room for the one thing. We are removing some things in our lives to make room for the one thing. Who is the one thing? Removing a distraction is also creating more room in our lives so that we can truly pursue God and his goodness. Do you want to pursue God? You see, this is why the season of Lent and Ash Wednesday, this is why, because it's our focus. It's when when we as Christians get together and say, we got to get focused. We're not going to live forever,
2: and we need to be
0: ready. This last scripture, I want you all to look in your program and read this with me. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Jesus sees you. He sees everything that we're doing. He sees the stuff we're doing in public. He sees the stuff we're doing in private. He sees all of us. All of us. Many of us struggle sometimes with God. We struggle with the church. We struggle how to come to church, when to come to church. Should I be online? Should I be in person? Some of us struggle because we're so disappointed. Who's disappointed some days? We're so disappointed. Because we pray, we pray, we read the Bible, we give, and nothing seems to change. We can come to God with great expectations sometimes, and sometimes we can feel let down. Have you ever felt let down? But here is the blessing. God is still God, even in the midst of our disappointment. God is still in charge. God is still asking us to do what we need to do to get ready to meet him. You see, how many of you feel like you've been a Christian for a long time? Anybody feel like you've been at this a long time? How many of you feel like you've been at it for a short time? couple of us. How many of y'all in the middle? In between time? Let me tell you something this coming week, if you look at the bottom of your outline, you see all the things that we're asking you all to do. Y'all see that? It's a lot of stuff, ain't it? Come to Ash Wednesday service at 12. Come to Ash Wednesday service at 7. Get the Lent devotion and read every day.
2: Do that sermon
0: series. Invite people to church. Do the Bible study. It's a lot on there, isn't it? But let me ask you this. Let's think about all the things Jesus did for us. He was a boy in a temple studying for you, wasn't he? He walked all the way to Nazareth and Capernaum and the Sea of Galilee. We walked all the earth just for you, didn't he? He was arrested for you, wasn't he? He was in the Garden of Gethsemane sweating blood. For who? He was arrested. For who? He was tortured. For who? He was put on the cross for who? God loved us so much that he gave his one and only begotten son that whoever would believe in him should not perish, but what? Have everlasting life. Let's pray. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, Lord, for this season of Lent and Ash Wednesday. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that we are able to begin to prepare our hearts, our minds, our souls, our spirits to get ready to meet you. Help us to read our Bibles more deeply. Help us to pray more deeply. Help us to talk to other people about you, Lord Jesus, so that when they get to heaven, they will not be surprised. Help us, Lord, to know you, to be more intentional, to really look at our hearts, our minds, our souls, and get ourselves ready to win the prize which is found in you. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Saints, you may rise at this time. We're going to join the choir and praise team in singing our final hymn right now. And as we sing, Saints, I'm going to go around with the lay pastors. We can all come and pray with you. If you want to get right with Jesus, if you just want to be ready to go into the Lent season, let us stop and pray with you. Thank you, Praise Ben, Praise T. I lost my program somewhere. (laughs) Saints, we want you all to uh, look carefully through your program for announcements for this week. Uh, You all see that we have the feasting and the fasting for Lent uh, ideas. There's lots of things for you to pick up in the fellowship hall. Devotional material for Lent, there's uh, the Bible study series, the Easter Bible study series, there's a weekly announcement sheet, so lots of information out there for you to just look carefully through. We do want to celebrate our birthday folks today. So ooh, we got a lot of birthdays. Janet Williams is on the 19th. Praise God. Happy birthday, Janet. Gwen Coast is on the 23rd. Hallelujah. Gwen, happy birthday. Unique Norris Avery. Praise God. Our newest deacon. Her birthday is this week on the 24th. Jamal Wilson. That is uh, Tony, not, yeah, Tony Wilson's grandson and Daryl and Kim's son, praise God. And Jay Sean Aber- Amber Crombie, praise God. That's your other grandson, right, Cindy? Pray. That's your older. Wow. He'll be 17, so praise God. Praise God for your celebrations and your birthdays. Please enjoy the time. We do have a letter here from. Uh, um, the Jeffries family, praise God. Jessica, Jessica has sented this message. It says the Jeffries, Reed, and Franklin families wish to thank Pastor Kelly, Pastor Antonia, and Reverend Toby Emeritus for the outstanding homegoing service they did for their for her loved one Diane Jeffries this past week on Wednesday, February fifteenth. Peace, love, and blessings. Thank you so much, Jessica for sending in this thank you. We really, truly appreciate it, and we continue to pray for you. Don't forget, Tanea and KJ are traveling back. They had the home-going celebration for um, Tanea's mother yesterday. Um, Gail, I, I just want you to share it so I don't mess it up. Can you share the information about Anna?
2: Come on, stand up. Anna, this is my niece Anna Sakaroon.
0: She's in her second year of law school, and she was just awarded a paid summer internship in Washington, D.C. And she'll be on Capitol Hill. <laughs> and in the fall, she'll have a she'll be here in Cleveland. She'll have an unpaid internship with a federal judge. Congratulations, Anna. Good work, good work. Praise God. God is placing our young people in important places. Praise God. Is there any other news to share? Please make sure there are no Life Connect classes. Teachers, am I correct in that? Because sometimes I, there's no Life Connect classes because we want everyone to go to the Ash Wednesday services on Wednesday. We do want to welcome Reginald home. Praise God.
1: Reginald
3: is back. You okay, Reginald? You want to share anything? You want to say anything? I just want to say I'm so thankful for all of y'all. You know, I went uh, to Phoenix, a planned trip that lasted a little longer because I got hurt. But I'm going to tell you, having a spiritual family that you know prayers for you and sends love to you and just supports you, That means so much, and I just want to thank all of y'all. I love y'all back, and thank y'all for loving me. Praise God. Praise God. And
0: LaDonna is doing well. To let you all know, LaDonna is doing well. We have visited her. She is at the nursing home in in Northfield. Is there there any other announcements? Don't forget, praise team, praise band, and the media. We're going to stay in the the January. we're going to have a brief meeting right after service is over and next week is meet your elder deacon sunday yay so you'll know who your new elder deacon care team is all right let us all rise praise god gracious and holy god as we prepare to depart from this place but never from your sight lord jesus may we take with us all the fruit of your precious holy spirit Your love, your joy, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your gentleness, your faithfulness, and your self-control. Lord, help us to be ready to meet you face-to-face. We thank you and we honor you in the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ we pray. And all God's people said amen and amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm mighty glad you came to church today.